The gospel of the vine and branches is frustratingly simple. When I sit down and I, I read the gospel and vine and branches, I always find it consoling. I always like reading it, like meditating on it. But then every time that I'm like expected to like stand up and say something about it and like expand, all that comes to mind is Jesus is the vine, you are the branches. That's, that's it. <laughs> It's that simple. Without me, you can do nothing. Not like without me, you can do like some things kind of halfway as well. No, without me, you can do absolutely nothing. Punto, period. At the same time, it does kind of remind me this aspect of the pruning that Jesus goes on to expand on. So he talks about, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. But then he immediately goes on to talk about this pruning effect. It reminds me about this story that is told about this old monk who spent years and years and years in prayer and meditation and simplicity and poverty of life. And these young monks, these young bucks who are all excited and full of zeal, they come up to the old monk and they ask him, what have you gained from all your years of prayer and meditation and poverty? What have you gained? And the old monk looks right back at him, looks at him right in the eyes, and he says, I have gained nothing. But let me tell you what I've lost. I've lost my anxiety. I've lost my self-absorption. I've lost my confusion. I've lost my insecurity. And I've lost my very fear of death. I'd call this... I'd call this the pruning effect, the cutting away effect of the gospel. As a gardener or farmer isn't content to let dead branches, or as a farmer isn't content to let weeds grow throughout his field and suck up all the life, all the nutrients, all the water away from the branches that are giving fruit. A gardener isn't content to let all those dead branches be sucking away life from everything else. And he wants to cut it away to promote growth. To promote growth. So is the Father not content for us. The Father is not content for us to let those little parts of our lives, whatever they may be, those little parts of our lives that are sucking away the joy and the energy and the life that Jesus wants to give. The gardener isn't content to let the dead branches suck away life, and so the father is not content to let anxiety, confusion, fear, sinful areas of our life, whatever it is, he's not content to let that take away the joy and the life that Jesus wants to give. One more analogy that I think amplifies this, and I have to just start by saying, I fully realize that this is a welcome to my mind moment. And, you know, please keep your seatbelts fastened and your hands and feet within the car at all times. But my mind just goes back to when the Steelers lost to the Browns a few months ago. <laughs> 
and I just start obsessing over it. And like, how am I supposed to understand this tragedy that's happened in my life? And what am I, what are we to do about this? And you, of course, remember the Steelers make the playoffs for the first time in a few years, and it's all exciting. And we started out 11 and 0, and then we play the Browns, and it's like, ah, we got the Browns. It's going to be easy. And then we're losing 21-0 in the first quarter. And maybe even went to 28-0, I don't know. And the, the first play of the game is a snap over the quarterback's head and the Browns score a touchdown and then we're throwing interceptions and <sighs> painful. But if that game proved anything to me, if that game proved anything to me, it's that, that old football dictum that it's not possible to win the game in the first quarter but it is possible to lose the game in the first quarter. <laughs> and the Christian life, discipleship with Jesus, everyone, it's sort of like the football game, a football game in that it's lifelong and it's a process and it's striving for virtue and it's overcoming challenges and it's going the extra mile to be, to be generous and it's failing and falling down and getting up again, and it's forgiveness and repentance. And it's on and on and on. And, and if there's anything the Father wants for us in this pruning, if there's anything the Father wants for us in this pruning, it's to cut away those things that would prevent us from going the distance. If there's anything the, want, the Father wants in the pruning that we all know and that we all experience in our lives, it's to cut away those things that would prevent us from making the difference, to prevent us from being the stealers <laughs> and falling behind 21-0 in the first quarter. And so everyone, the vine and the branches image, it is hugely consoling and helpful because it does simplify. It does simplify, and it cuts through so much like stuff that's out there. And it tells us and clarifies for us that in the end, it is Jesus and me, the vine and the branches. That can almost maybe sound a little naive at first, but in the end, at the final evaluation, at the end of our lives, through reflection and prayer, it's clear that's, the, that's actually the wiser way to look at life. In the end, there's just Jesus and not Jesus. But this vine and branch image can also be a challenge for us because it asks from me a radical commitment to bear fruit for Jesus. And it asks from me a willingness to let the Father prune where he needs to prune. It asks from me a willingness to let the Father prune where he needs to prune, to promote growth, to help me to go to distance, and to let the life of Jesus that he's giving and the joy of Jesus and the peace of Jesus that he's giving to flourish.